You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, it's good to see each and every one of you. We're glad you're here. Praise the Lord. We just believe God has good things in store for all of you. We have a lot of fun and a lot of good things. Wednesday night is, is just, uh, I like Wednesday nights because, praise God, you, you want to be here. And especially today because it's so hot. Hallelujah. Hey, if you, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to James chapter 4. And I'm just going to, uh, I was telling Leticia before service, talking to her in my office there, and I, I said, I got four sermons. We're going to see who shows up tonight. We'll see each one. And God, God was like, okay, we it was determining which one was going to come. And uh, so you showed up, so this is for you. Amen. I believe this one is the right one. And, and uh, I told her one of them was just for me, and that was basically I, I was studying along the lines of how to make a decision. I got a great message along those lines there. And I needed to ha- make a very, very, very big decision in my life. And so I made that yesterday and then got it all done today. And uh, so it was, you know, you can go through a lot of emotional trials and tests in things, you know, because decision is a whole lot better than choices. And decision has nothing to do with your choices because you've got to make a decision that's from your heart. That's not my message tonight uh, because we're going to do something a little different here. But... Uh, you know, it, it ties right into when you want to do the will of God, sometimes you have to change. I'll say it even a little stronger than that. If you want to do the will of God, you always have to change. You have to be willing to adapt, willing to go, willing to move. And, um, you know, ever since uh, Gary Batt's been here, we've been reading the book Reese Howell Intercessor, which is about 280, 300 pages. So we read two chapters every night. And, you know, when you read about these guys, I guess, and of course, you know, in a book when they write about it, they only write about the good things. So, you know, you kind of look at your life and go, man, I haven't done anything for God. But uh, in the midst of it, it's just really been stirring my heart on some things. And uh, it, it's such a, uh, a unique, when you see it, to see what goes on. And he was just praying. And it was all about getting your prayers answered and what God spoke to his heart. So I would encourage all of you, if you want a great read, it's a great read to read. Amen. But tonight, as I share with you, I'm going to share from my heart just some things that God's just, and I share that, the reason I share that is because God's just been, you know, messing with me and stirring my heart up. You know, you, you get to thinking, man, God, I, I, you know, I'm with you 24 hours, I'm trying to do everything I know to do, and then he's like, yeah, but I just want you to do this now, I want you to do this, and I want you to do this, and I'm like, wow, okay, hallelujah, uh, glory to God. But you know, when God asks you to do things, he always gives you the grace and the ability to do it. Amen? He really does. And so when God asks you to do things, all it is is he's calling you to come closer to him to have a better relationship. Or when God wants to talk to you, he just wants you to have a better relationship. Here in James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, uh, actually, I'm going to back up to verse 6. It says, but he gives more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Now it goes on to say, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And he's talking to Christians here. How many of you know we can all be double-minded? Hallelujah. But thank God that uh, God's amazing grace. If we'll draw nigh unto God, he'll draw nigh unto us. Here's the reason that God wants us to have fellowship with him is so that we'll become like him even more and more and more. Amen? How many know we live in a time that uh, we need to be sensitive to the things of God, need to be able to hear the voice of God, and we need to be at the right place at the right time? 
so that we can minister life, so that we can share life, we can do things. And, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, you're on the right kind of, of, the, of the side of what God wants. Because I found out that there's like two different kinds of people in church. Those that seek God for what he can do for them, and they're always asking God what he can do for them, are those that seek God for who he is. And if you'll seek God for who he is, you'll always know when he's doing things for you. And he will always do things for you. Because liken it unto this. How many of you know that Moses was seeking after God? He wanted to take the children of Israel. Where was he taking them? He was taking them to Mount Sinai so they could meet God where he met God. Because he knew he couldn't lead them into a promised land. He knew he couldn't meet them for a God of what God can do. And, and, and get them to stay with it or to do things until they met God. Hallelujah. For God of who he is. Isn't it amazing? Just looking at Moses. Is that Moses had riches he had all the pleasantries of Egypt. He had no hardships. And not one time did Moses ever want to go back to Egypt. The, the Israelites were slaves. They had to make bricks with no straw. They had to do all this. They, to, many, they were always wanting to go back. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't that, it doesn't make any sense. But the reason being is because Moses, hallelujah, loved God for who he is, not for what he can do for us. And the Israelites loved God for what he could do for them by bringing manna, bringing quail, you know, bringing the fire by night and the cloud by day. That's what they were looking at. They were looking at what God can do, not for who he is. And we've got to look for God for who he is because if you don't know who God is, you won't get frustrated in life. When I say this, what happens is you won't allow the things that go on in life to frustrate you to where you stop. Amen? You know, we see a lot of, and why, why am I sharing that? It's because we're drawing near. God's calling us. Why is he calling us to do this? Because he wants to do supernatural things. And the thing that, you know, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, like I said, when, you know, whatever you're reading, whatever you're studying on, whatever you're doing, it's always going to come out. Amen. The thing that was so interesting about this Reese Howell guy is that he would pray and God would say, okay, go buy this. And he wouldn't have a dime. Zero. And he would go down and he would sign papers. He would do everything and say, I'll have everything tomorrow. You know? And he, and he would get all this. He went out and bought a 278-acre estate castle with 200 rooms in it. With no money. And went down and signed everything. He said, I'll have it all tomorrow. And it was, he needed 20,000 pounds, which, you know, because he's from England. And so in that, what would it be like us having to say, I'm going to go do this and we need $20 million tomorrow and I'll have it by tomorrow noon. And you're all like looking at me like, Pastor, you crazy. I know, I would be crazy. I don't have that kind of faith, you know. But the funny thing about it is he, he, he did it and did it all. And, it, and, you know, of course you're reading about it and it all came to pass. And he got it. Without anybody else, people would just come and bring him money. It was crazy. It's nuts. But it was all for the glory of God. You know, because what he was, what he was endeavoring to do and what he was endeavoring to plan. And when I, when I see that, it's kind of like it changes everything. Because, you know, when we look at this and it says, right here it says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Then it says, Resist the devil. How many of you know that the enemy is always trying to get you to side in with him? He's always trying to mess us up. He's always trying to, to get us uh, uh, to side in with what he's doing. And what he does is he's always trying to get our mouth. He's always trying to get us to speak what he says instead of speaking what God says. Right. Amen? Yeah. 
And every man of God in the Bible walked with God. So we got to learn how to walk with him. We got to learn how to do what, what God did. And, uh, you know, aren't you glad that God is the one that sets the standard of worth in the universe? Amen. God is the one that sets the standard of worth in, in, in the universe. You know, it's funny because Luke chapter 16 and verse 15 says this. It says, for what is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. <laughs> Sometimes we seek after the wrong things. Amen. Bible also says, for what man, what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and he loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his own soul? You know, understanding what value, and you know what God values the most is, is you and me. Amen? The God values the most is you and me. And so it, it, it's understanding that, that we need to esteem, you know, Jesus more than ourselves because Jesus esteemed himself more than, uh, than, than himself because he loved us. He esteemed us. Hallelujah. And it's so amazing that, you know, when you look at Moses, but then let's go over to another guy in the Old Testament, David. Moses and David, they wanted the presence of God more than anything. Because you remember when God said, okay, Moses, you can take the children of Israel into the land, the promised land, but I'm not going with you. You remember that? What did Moses say? Moses said, if you ain't going, I ain't going. I know that's not good English, but he said, Moses, if you are not going to go, I am not going to go. Because Moses esteemed the presence of God more than any other promised possessions, any other promises. What am I sharing? Is that we've got a hunger for what God's presence is, and when we get God's presence, it changes everything around us. Because things that we may have valued, things that we think were so good, you know, what happens is, is that God doesn't, may not value them as much as we think we are, there are. Because what God is passionate for is for the relationship that we have with Him. Amen? It's His heart desire. So He's calling us to come to a place that we can really hear His voice, that we can really know what He's saying, what He's doing, that we can just follow His plan, His purpose. Because if we'll do that, then we can have a heart hunger and a heart passion. I don't know about you, but my passion is rising. My hunger is rising. You know, I'm checking my spiritual thermometer. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, I don't want to be a thermometer. I don't want to be affected if things go up and down. I want to be a thermostat. I'm going to set the temperature wherever I go. Amen. I want to set it in. I want to set and know this is what we're going to do. This is And I want to get hungry for the things of God. Now, I know if I'm going to get hungry, whatever I'm hungry for, whatever I feed on is what's going to be the life that I live. So I want to open the doors and allow God to be God in my life. Amen. And so it's so, so important that as we take hold of this and we realize, you know what, God, all you want is me to have fellowship with you. Isn't that amazing? To be diligent to talk, to be diligent to pray, diligent to take the word of God how to, and let God be God in our lives. Sometimes we look at the spectacular. We're looking for the manifestation of God instead of the presence of God. Amen. Y'all quiet tonight. Y'all okay. You're all still back on that major decision I made. Y'all just, just thinking too much on that. That was for me. It was something that I had to, I'm going to stay at Harvard. But it nothing to do with that. I'm all going to be here. Everything's great, Okay. There was just another thing. Actually, it's, it's just, you know, God's been making, I mean, I've made several major decisions lately, and so they're, they're, they're just, they've been, you know, I've been a very emotional wreck for the last couple of three days. You can ask my wife, everybody here, so it's like, it's, it's, it's terrible, but I'm, I'm coming out on the other side. Amen. And uh, it's just because God is requiring, he just asked me some things, and he just said some things, and I said, all right, Lord, I'm willing. 
I mean, you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to be willing. Then once you're willing, then you can walk it out. Amen? And how many of you know that, remember, remember the story of Elijah and Elijah runs away uh, when Jezebel says, you know, he, Elijah kills the 400 prophets of Baal and then Elijah says, I'm going to have your head, I'm going to kill you and he runs away. He kills 400 prophets and he runs away from one woman. You know, sad. But he runs away and he's hiding and he's having a pity party. Remember he's having this pity party, right? He said, God, I'm the only one, I'm the only one serving you. I'm the only one. And God says, no, you're not. I got 7,000 that haven't kissed the feet of Baal. You know, then God says, go to the mountain. So he goes to the mountain. He's in this cave. All of a sudden, there's an earthquake. But what does the Bible say? God's not in the earthquake. Then there's this big wind that blows, and it says, God's not in the wind. Amen. Then there's fire. Fire. I mean, there's fire. God's not in the fire. But then there's a still, small voice. Amen. And God's in the voice. You know, sometimes there's... The earth is shaking around us. Sometimes the, the voices, the wind is the voices. The voices are speaking so loud that we can't hear anything else. And then the fire, I mean, I love that song. There's another in the fire. Amen? Praise God. But you've got to get yourself quiet enough to hear the still, small voice of what God's speaking to you. Hallelujah. And you've got to make sure that you're seeking the Lord and not his manifestation in life, but you're seeking him and wanting to hear and wanting to do and wanting to see what he wants us to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Because there's a heart's cry. And then God directs your steps. And we may not want to answer those calls, but we may not want to do that. But you know what? When you do, that's where you walk by faith, and God does great things in your life. I don't know about you, but I've got this excitement and expectation of what God needs to do. And what, he, what I say he needs to, what he's going to do, and how he's going to do this. Hallelujah. How he's going to show forth some things in our lives. Hallelujah. And I believe he has his hand on Harvest Bible Church. I really do. And so I'm focusing in and we're focusing in here to allow God to be God in our lives. Hallelujah. You know, and to recognize His grace, His mercy. You know, because we are in a very pivotal time right now. We don't know how long and what's going to, you know, we don't know how long our freedoms are going to be here. We don't know how long before anything's going to crash. We don't, we have, you know, we are, there's such a volatile thing around the world, around everything that's going on. We don't know what inflation's going to do. I mean, there are so many variables that are out there. Thank God we've got a firm foundation and we got truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, we, we see this, we see God's hand. It's like, wow. And God esteems us. Amen. And, and listen. We, as believers, need to be more passionate about the things of God than everybody else is passionate about all these natural things. Amen? And as we begin to walk with God, you remember I told you, men of God always walk. And probably the very first one you know, that walked with God was so, you know, besides Adam, the next one that you can see doing things uh, that was really cool was a man named Enoch. And Enoch, I believe, is going to be one of the witnesses that comes back because the Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not. There's not a lot said about Enoch because he walked with God and was not. He just had a heart desire. Enoch only lived 300 and some years on the earth. You guys are like, oh my gosh. Well, back then, that was short. He had a short life. He was one of the youngsters, okay? You know? But the wonderful thing is the Bible says Enoch walked with God. That means he was going in God's direction of where, where we're headed. And we need to make sure we're going in God's direction in our lives. doesn't mean that we don't do natural things. It just means we've got to make sure that we're going in God's direction in what he's... Because if we're on the Lord's side, we're going to win. Amen? 
How many of you know the only way to go with God's direction, his thing, is to get in agreement with God and to allow, and get into the Word of God and know that we've got to do what the Word of God says. Do you know this has the answer to every question that's out there? It has the answer to every question that you would ever want to, want to ask according to, to what God's Word. Because that's what we live our, our life by, is by the Word of God, by the Bible, and it brings life to us. It changes us. But you know, the greatest thing that Enoch did is he walked with God by faith. And faith is the most wonderful thing because we can trust God, we can hear his voice, and we can walk by, and God wants us to walk by faith to receive. Amen? Hallelujah. I mean, we need to step out and allow God to do that and believe that what God's word says is actually true. And if we believe the word of God, it will change us and mold us and guide us into what he wants us to have. Amen? Because if we walk by faith, then we'll start walking by the Spirit of God, listening to His voice. And, and His voice always lines up with the Word of God. His voice is always a, it's never a voice of condemnation or guilt. It's always a voice of authority, and it's a voice that lines up with the Word of God, and it leads us into the light of His Word. Amen? That's why we always have the Word of God. We want to do, why is it so important? Because, man, there's so many things around us, so many things around us that are trying to vie, so many voices. I'm so glad, hallelujah, the Bible says we're his sheep and we know his voice. I'm so glad I have an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. Amen? I have an anointing that abides within me, the Bible says, so that I don't need anybody to teach me because God's anointing. But that doesn't mean we don't need teachers and pastors. It just simply means I know when truth is being spoken and when it's not being spoken. Amen? And see, when God's presence is here, then revelation knowledge can come. Then God can reveal his truth to me. He can show me things. Amen? He can open up the word of God. He can open up my eyes to see all that he has for me. Amen? We got a, we got a hunger for that. There's a heart hunger and there's a heart's desire. Because I believe that God's calling us to step into and to step over and to be what he wants us to be. Because we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to walk in fear. We're going to let God be God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see what God, God says and he has. And we understand that his word is, is, is in our lives. And his word is what's going to keep us steady and keep us going in that right direction. Go with me if you would over to Hebrews chapter 10. You're there in James. It, uh, it's just back one book there. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10. In my Bible, it's only about five or six pages. <clears throat> Look at verse 19. Hallelujah. You know, God has so much he wants to get accomplished in these last days. Amen. God's not, he's not up there wringing his hands. God has a plan and a purpose. He wants us to believe. He wants us to exercise our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, we, and he wants to manifest his presence. He wants to show off. I truly believe that. In the ages to come, he wants to put on a show. But here in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19, he says this. He says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. And here it is in verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold fast 
the profession or the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. You know, God's looking for a, for a, a supernatural church. He's looking for a church without spot or, or wrinkle. God's looking for somebody that it's like, hey, God's faithful. Let's stand strong and believing that when God calls us in to that fellowship, God calls us into that intimacy, God calls us in to draw closer because he has assignments for all of us. Amen. Amen. He has assignments for us. So it's so amazing uh, uh, for that. And, you know, we need to grab a hold of that. And we need to have a greater fear of the Lord. That's not a bad fear. It's a fear and a reverence for God. It's a greater fear of the Lord. How did it, and to esteem him in the thing, saying, listen, God is calling us to do something. God is calling us into his presence. God's calling us to esteem and to honor him, to stand in awe, how to, and let God be God in our lives. Amen? You know, there's some serious things. If you read the Old Testament, man, God was, he was a hard, hard taskmaster. If you, if you look at things, it's like, wow, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he was like, you know, you draw near to me with your words, but your heart is far from me. And these, they would do bad things. This is what happened. I mean, Aaron's two sons did something. Aaron was a high priest. His two sons, did, and they got killed. And God said, if you cry for them, I'm going to kill all of you. Whoa, dude, come on. He said, you're not allowed to weep. You're not allowed to, to be upset about it. Like, whoa, okay. This is a serious thing here. And uh, there were some things that he was de- dealing with and things that were happening because of the irreverence that they did. And, and God was, his presence was so holy that he wanted to make sure that it was kept here pure. Yeah. Amen. So God is calling us into things. And this may seem a little bit heavy tonight, but the reason is is because I really believe that we've got... You guys are the Wednesday night crowd. You can handle it. Okay? So, but it's just that call to come closer. It's that call to come near. And it's also that, that God is opening up and he's got some exciting things for us. But we've got to get ready to receive them. Amen? We've got to make sure, hallelujah, that uh, we're ready to fear God and not fear people. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. I like something that Exodus twenty twenty. God said this, uh, you know, Moses said it to the people, but it was through, through the Lord speaking. He, says, he said this, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that, he, and that his fear may be before you, so that you won't sin. God's come to test you so that you understand. Here it is, because... They got, Moses brought them to Mount Sinai. God manifested the fire of God. They were all afraid. They're all like, oh my God. He said, don't fear. Come on, come on up closer. This is God. They're like, are you kidding me? You talk to them. We'll stay back here. You know? Amen? And you know why? Because all of, all of the people didn't, they, they were so afraid. They, you know, they had all the situation that was going on and they couldn't receive from them. They decided that this is just way too crazy. But I found this out. Most people that are afraid of God have something to hide. Did you hear that? Most people that are afraid to get close to God is because they have something they haven't given to Him yet. Amen. Man, this is not coming out. This is coming out harsh. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to be that way. These are all the things that I've been going through these last couple of weeks here. Getting just, just, you ever go down and get at the altar and pray and get all that junk out of you? And you pull out all the tradition, you pull out all the unbelief, you pull out all of the junk that's all inside of you that's not of God, and you lay it there. And you got to make sure you don't, you know, you don't put it back in. 
And if you've never done that, that's you've never done a house clean, you never cleaned out your closet. That's why a lot of people don't hear from God because they gotta, they gotta, their closets are all cluttered. Their closets are all cluttered. They haven't ever cleaned out their hall closet. They haven't ever cleaned out their garage. It's cluttered. They don't know what they got. Amen. And when you get before God, he'll start cleaning your house first. <laughs> so, you know, that's the bad thing about it. When you start praying, da- pray, praying dangerous prayers, you start praying, start fellowship with God, get in the presence of God. He says, okay, I want you to cut that off. I want you to cut that off. I want you to stop doing that. I want you to... Do-. And you're like, oh my gosh. What are we doing here? And he's like, we're cleaning house. We're going to work in this. Amen. Hallelujah. Because guess what? God has something more that he wants you to do. God has something special that he's going to show unto us. Hallelujah. God, God is showing something that, listen, there's a big difference in being afraid of him and having fear of him. I'm not afraid of God at all, but I have an incredible fear of God. He's, I mean, he stands in awe. I'm so amazed that whenever he shares and speaks to my heart and, and, and asks of me to do different things or just speaks to my mind, I sense in my spirit that this is where I need to go, that, the, that God, the creator of the universe, would want me to do things. It's always such an amazing, amazing, amazing thing that it just changes everything. Amen? And when you have that heart for God, God just opens up and he begins to pour in his love and his kindness and his goodness and that's what changes everything. Amen? It's like you get exposed before God but then he molds you and makes you. He say, Lord, here am I. Just show me which way you want me to go. I'll do it. I'll just do it. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. God, God is so, so good. And, and so, so you all will get a little bit here too. Uh, um, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. No, thank you, Lord. We don't do that one. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I almost got in trouble. Uh. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just got shut down, so we're going to go a little different route. Y'all okay? I'm not okay. It's all good. You know, and... Uh, you can, like I said, you could ask, ask my wife here, you know, it, it's, been a, it's been interesting. My brain is, is a little bit, things that are going on here. But the Lord began to share with me about it. He said, you know why I'm calling you, why I'm asking you to do some of these things that seem to be difficult is because I want you to be my friend and my friends know what I'm doing. Amen. Remember that Abraham was called a friend of God? What a high honor. But in order to do that, then there's things that you got to, you know, you, there's just things you got to cut off, things that you got to do. And uh, so in saying that, and I'm not exalting saying me or anything, I just, as God is just, he's just, like I said, it's just, there's a stirring in my heart about what he wants to do. And, and we've got to be keen in the spirit. And we also have to be ready how to, to be obedient and to manifest his presence and to manifest his glory of what he wants to do. Because if we'll keep uh, God's commandments and we'll keep his word we'll keep what he's saying then he can direct our steps Amen. because I believe it's vital I believe that we are on the cutting edge we're the, we're the point of the spear that God wants to use and so we're going to move in that direction Amen um, and I can't have like I said I had four different messages tonight I even talked to my wife she had one I said well why don't you preach tonight I don't feel like preaching tonight be good but she didn't let me so anyways 
And this is the cry of it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go even, uh, too much longer because I had a thing in. The Lord said, no, you're going to stop and do this. But anyways, um, God is seeking you and I, and you just so happen to be a part of this church. And God has a great plan for us. He just does. And, you know, I'm not saying we're better than anybody else. We're not. We're just being obedient. That's all, okay? But we're going to be obedient for what God says Harvest Bible Church is going to do. And God is seeking those who will hear the call to worship, who will hear the call of the Spirit, who will hear that cry that God is crying out, that He wants us to have a voice, and a voice of power, and a voice that has authority in it. And uh, that to see God move and to manifest the way He wants to see it happen and take place. God's got us here, and He's got us in this great, wonderful state that we live in to be this great voice to talk to those that are around us and to get words uh, of what He wants to say and to change the course uh, of lives. Amen? You know? Amen. And I close with this story. We were reading a chapter last night, and she read a chapter about uh, Reese Howell. And, and like I said, it's just, this is just things just been just, you know, like I said, beats the snot out of you every night. Just get beat up right before I go to bed. It's terrible. I have to pray in the Holy Ghost all night. It's just bad. But, anyways, in 1938, God told him, You need to pray that Israel becomes a nation. You need to change everything. You need to pray. 1938 in the middle of depression, in the middle of everything that was going on, the war was happening in Europe and stuff, and it hadn't really gone full, full circle, but there were things happening. But anyways, 1938, he says, no, you're going to pray for this, you're going to pray about these things, you're going to pray. And so he starts praying, and he starts getting his college kids to pray because they'd built the college, and he's praying, and they're praying. For 10 years, they're praying and interceding for Israel to become a nation. Israel doesn't become a nation until 1948. And if you've ever studied Israel, Israel became a nation in one day. We're reading a book that was written and all the things that are written and the diaries of everything of this guy. And, he, and they know that in 1947 that they said no. Everybody said no. All the people said no. They're not going to give it. Ne- not let Israel have the land. Not going to do this. And then the very next day, they said Israel's a nation. And if you notice, if you study history, it says Israel was made a nation in one day. Israel was not made a nation in one day. It took 10 years. It took thousands of years. But it, it took 10 years of people crying out to God and praying and, and believing that this is what God's going to do. Amen? I mean, you look at this and you see this and that's the key about prayer. That's the thing that we've been called to, the thing that God is stirring our hearts and things that somebody's been saying. And so we've got to rise up and get ready at the drop of the hat to receive what God has. And even though we're praying out, it may take years to do things, but we're going to pray it out till God sees it come to pass. We're going to finish our assignments. Amen. We're going to finish the course that God has for us. Amen. And just like when Jesus told his disciples, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. And our friends know what I'm going to do. God wants us to know what we need. He's given us his Holy Spirit. We know what he wants to do. Amen. God's going to show us things. He's going to share us what to do. Hallelujah. And he called us that. He said, I'm going unto my God, your God, my Father, your Father. Listen, let's take our place. And let's receive the things that God has for us. And I just believe he's given us assignments. And I know with me, that's what's happened. I've got some new, new things that are happening new things that are happening and uh, I'm not leaving Harvest Bible Church going to be here forever as far as I know till Jesus comes okay so you got to just quelch all those things because people that's how rumors get started okay amen and so 
I was going to tell you, but God won't let me tell you. So at least not live. So anyway, okay. hallelujah. <laughs> three things real quickly, three things for you to understand because I just have a heart. I just know and, you know, we're going to be obedient. And that's the very first thing is the very first thing is obedience to God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We have to be willing and obedient. Then we eat the good life. So it's, it's that willingness and obedience. You've got to be willing and be pliable. I mean, like I said, these guys were crazy. And I said, this book is, is, is you know, if you don't want to read this book, if you don't want to get challenged. I mean, this couple gave up their son for somebody else to raise so they could go to the mission field and change the nation. Somebody else could raise him for years and years and years. And then they came back and, and then they would give up this and do this. And I mean, it's just, it's just like what I said, it just messes your whole life up. You think, why would God ask that? I have no idea. But you can see the power of the presence. You can see what God, I mean, they, they changed. It was amazing. And that's why when you see these things, you kind of go, okay, Lord. Not that, you know, God's going to go to that extreme for people. But what I'm just sharing, my heart is, it's just, it's just challenging of like, okay, I'm going to believe God here. Even God's got it. Because here's what they had. Not only have an obedience to God, but an utter dependency on God. Utter dependency. I mean, how do you hear God tell you, go out and do this? I mean, who buys a 278-acre palatial palace has 200 rooms in it that's worth more than anything else in the you know it's it's they've got a king in it and he's like i'm gonna buy your house that's what he told him i'm buying your house god said yeah that's my house so i'm gonna buy that that's nuts and he got it and say i'd like to do that i know you'd like to do that but you don't have the consecration and dedication that he had and, and you got of course god's got to tell you to do that amen and here's the biggest key is that we have to change the view of ourselves. What do we mean by that? Simply in this is that how we view ourselves determines how God views us. And if we see ourselves in Christ, we see ourselves doing what he's called us to do, doing ourselves and that we just want to honor him and do the will of God, great things begin to take place and God will take care of us. God will make sure that we're taken care of, that we'll have more than enough, and that as long as we're doing His will, His plan, everything will begin to take place. Amen? We'll see the hand of God. And we can't think of ourselves more highly than we think, but we have to also think of ourselves in Christ, that if God wants it, God needs it, He can use me. And He wants to use you. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we humble ourselves, and God changes our lives hallelujah glory to God and I end on this scripture here Paul said this in Philippians chapter 3 and this is out of the New Living Translation he said no dear brothers and sisters I am still not all that I should be but I am focusing all of my energies on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead I strain to reach the end of the race and to receive the prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us up to heaven I'm reaching for the prize. Listen, we're going to bring back the king. I know that we're the generation that's going to bring back the king. I am working toward bringing back Jesus, hallelujah, as best as I can. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because I'm expecting that. I am expecting to hear the trumpet blow. I'm expecting to hear that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm not going on my ability. I'm allowing God to be on his ability. And I'm going to have fun in the process. 
you know, you say, well, has it been fun the last couple of days? No, it's been horrible. But, uh, but that's because I've had to crucify my flesh. Nobody likes to crucify their flesh. I could have taught on that tonight. Then it really would have been chewing you up. But we didn't do that. Now, we talk about consecrating ourselves to God and call to come close because God wants us to see him and to know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just kind of shared my heart and I trust that it was a blessing, that it's helped. And Lord, I just hopefully it didn't hurt anybody. Hallelujah. Lord, I just honor you and love you. Thank you for these folks that are here. Thank you, Father, because there's this heart cry, this heart desire in me that I want to do all that you want us to do. I want to finish the course. I want to finish. I want to do and to finish all that you've called me to do. That's my heart's cry. And I want to finish with joy. Hallelujah. I want to finish everything that you've called, Father, and want to see it come to completion. So, Lord, thank you for Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for all of these folks, hallelujah, that are here, that are watching everything. Lord, your hand is upon us. You've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this, and you've called us to be a voice. So, Lord, we, we thank you for that. We thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You know, the greatest thing is to get people born into the kingdom of God. That's our heart's desire. Letting people know who Jesus Christ is because it changes lives. But in, in the process of that, God wants the church. I truly believe if the church becomes the church, that everybody would see how powerful and what it is and how wonderful it is to be children of God. People will want to be, have that same relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we're going to receive uh, this evening's tithes and offerings there. So if uh, you need an envelope, they're right there in the pockets in front of you. Those of you that are watching, you know, you guys know how to give online there. I've got all that down there. I've got like five giving. Yeah, hey, we got to sew. I got like five envelopes there. We're sewing. We're doing good. Hallelujah. No, it's uh, somebody. I, one of those is ours, but others have given to us. So it's all good. Hallelujah. So, amen. She's got my offering down there, so it's good. I'm not doing it by phone tonight. So if you're going to do it up there, you guys can too. Hallelujah. I know it seems solemn today. I'm so, I apologize for that, but I just let God be God. Amen. I, I promise to be a lot happier on Sunday, okay? We get a lot more joyful on Sunday here. Let's pray over this offering. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege we have to sow seeds into the kingdom of God. And Lord, thank you. Thank you that you're the one that meets and supplies all of our needs. So thank you for these folks as they give, as they sow. Father, our hearts desires you just, just cause increase to come into their lives. Lord, you're such a great God. You're such a wonderful God. And I just thank you, Father, that you're doing exceeding abundantly above all that I could ask or think, according to the power that works within me. So Lord, be magnified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering. Hey, I have one announcement. This Friday night at 7 o'clock, we're showing the uh, 2,000 Mules uh, uh, DVD, you know, the, the movie that's actually going back into theaters, but we're going to be showing it here, and uh, uh, you guys can come. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's not a theater here. The closest one's in Pleasant. It's going different places. But we have the DVD and everything. So we're going to show it here. You guys come. Uh, we found out all the licensing agreements with it and everything. And, uh, but we just want to be a blessing for you. It's actually $5 a person, which is cheaper than going paying whatever the 10 or $15 at the theaters. Huh? It's 20 at the theater. I haven't been to the theaters in a while. Sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Wow>. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was, 
I was kind of going, yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> anyways, hey. So anyways, it's $5. But you don't, you know, just come because we're going to take care of it. But if you want to donate, that's fine. Help subsidize the cost. That would be fine too. I mean, and uh, somebody asked if we were having coffee and cookies since that's what we had last time. Hey, if you want to bring your coffee, you're okay. Just as long as you don't spill it. Bring your own cookies. That's fine. And if you bring popcorn, make sure you don't spill it, okay? Hallelujah. So at this Friday night, 7 o'clock, uh, you're all invited. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great time. So, praise the Lord. Any other announcements? If that's any other things? Nothing. That's we're all good. We are good. Amen. Let's all stand up. Praise the Lord. I love you. God loves you, and you are dismissed. All of you there. We'll see you. We'll see you guys on Sunday. <laughs>